You are listening to Your Word on the Way. We trust the Word of God to encourage you, comfort you, and even challenge you as you grow in your walk with the Lord. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and podcast. Thanks again for joining us for Your Word on the Way. Tonight, I'm preaching on how to be led by the Spirit. How many of you guys know that it's important to be led by the Holy Spirit? In this world that we live in today, where everything that you see is not exactly what you get, there seems to be a hidden agenda behind a lot of things. We had a lot of issues over the last several years. Lots of, uh, you know, whatever you thought about COVID or the vaccines, that's really up to you. Um, You've got to have a conscience before the Lord and, you know, responds to what you feel in your conscience but I will say there was a lot of hidden things that came to light and so nowadays it's so important especially as we see the time approaching where Jesus is going to return for his church that we be led by the spirit of God because there will be even more deception and the only way for you to not be deceived is if you are led by the spirit of God because we could be deceived Adam and Eve, in the most perfect conditions, they were deceived. And so the Bible says, be careful when you think you stand, lest you fall. That doesn't mean you have to, like, you know, run around scared, but be careful. We don't want to be people who fall last minute because we weren't led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? So how to be led by the Holy Spirit? Let me first say this. Why is it important for us to be led by the Spirit? I mentioned just that one brief, one brief thing, is that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He knows more than we do. Sometimes we don't act like that. Just like our parents know more than we do, boys, amen? Sometimes we know it, but we don't act like that. Um, God knows better than we do. I have this habit of thinking that I know how to get to somewhere faster than my GPS does. And so, so I think that I could get there faster. So I'll look at the road map and I'll be like, why are they taking me that way? And so I'll go a different way only to find out that where I was going to turn left is a one-way street. And so I then wasted time. And isn't that like us in our lives and our walk here in this world, that if you don't listen to the one who knows better, that you'll waste a lot of time. Not only that, sometimes you don't realize it until it's too late. And so I didn't realize that it was a one-way street until it was too late. And like sometimes you just got to go the wrong way. And that's, that's destruction, right? It wreaks havoc in your life. This was a great example of what not to do, how not to drive. Um, But it's true. You end up wasting time. You end up not realizing it until it's too late that you've gone the wrong way. Why not just listen to the one who knows better? Amen. That's why it's important to be led by the Holy Spirit. Also, it's important to be led by the Holy Spirit because there is an enemy after our souls. Not just after our souls, but the souls of our loved ones. And he deceives, he manipulates circumstances, he hurts people mentally, physically, emotionally. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He binds people, he weighs people down, 
and he's actively working to keep you from believing God. This is why it's important to be led by the Spirit because not everybody around us knows God. And also when you get into a situation where it's like your life fell apart, sometimes it's hard to hear from God. And so we need to be the type of people who could be led by the Spirit of God and interrupt and interfere with the plan or attack of the enemy against other people's lives. Do you know that that's part of the reason why you're here? Jesus came to set the captives free, and then he told us that we were going to do even greater works than what he did. And so that is our position here on this earth. You can actually interrupt and interfere with the works of the devil here on this earth. But God, you need to be yielded to him. You need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Someone else's eternity depends on it. Somebody's now and today depends on it. Somebody else's eternity depends on it. We're in Acts chapter 9. This is where Saul, he was a murderer. (laughs) Saul, he was against Christians. And he was looking to go to a different city to be able to imprison them as well. And so he was on his road. He was on the road to Damascus. And a light shone in front of him. He fell off his horse, I believe, something like that. And his eyes became blind. And then God spoke to him and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. So we're in verse 10. Now there was a believer. Everybody say, I'm a believer. If someone were to have a supernatural encounter, would God be able to call on you and say, hey, I've got a job for you because someone had an encounter and I need you to share with them the gospel. So there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision calling Ananias. Yes, Lord. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. I mean, if I got this direct of instructions, I'd be like, all right, we're in it. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he could see again. But Lord, how many of you guys have said but to God when he told you to do something? Yeah. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priests to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings, as well as to the people of Israel, and I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. I want to ask you this question before we move on. This is just the intro, but I want to say this. How many Sauls remained Saul and couldn't turn into Paul because there was a believer who didn't answer God? Because there was a believer who was not yielded to the Holy Spirit How many prayers of unbelievers might be going unanswered because I didn't listen? Because I didn't obey? Saul could have possibly remained Saul, and we would have not had so much of the word of God if Ananias had not answered the call. Now, I believe that God would have tried his very best to get somebody else. 
But if everybody's not willing, the job is not getting done. He has no hands on this earth except for our hands. He has no feet on this earth except for our feet. And so he uses us. He works through us. How many people will remain sick because we haven't followed the Lord's instruction to lay our hands on the sick? How many people will end up in hell because we didn't open up our mouths and tell them about Jesus when God instructed us by the power of his Holy Spirit to go and tell them how many evangelists are there not in existence because they were not yet told about who God is? I want to encourage you tonight. You need to be led by the Holy Spirit. God is working through you, and he can't get it done without your cooperation. He needs you. Everybody say, he needs me. Say, he needs me. There's people who are oppressed, depressed, possessed, and they need to be freed, and they won't be freed unless you're involved. And so we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Maria, I'm going to ask you something on the fly. Are you able to type something in? Type in the letters R, L, Y, and then a question mark. If you can, if you can, it's my bad to put you on the spot. Also, everybody give a hand clap for Maria and for George, our media team. We planned all these services out at the beginning of the year, but I just somehow always forget that we need media and um, sound. Really? Really? How to be led by the Holy Spirit. It's that easy, really? Really, it's that easy. The three points that I'm going to give you on how to be led by the Holy Spirit start with those letters. R-L-Y. So I trust that this will help you remember. That's all I needed. Thank you, Maria. First, how to be led by the Holy Spirit is read. Read. What do you think we should be reading? The newspaper? What should we be reading? Very good. We should be reading the Bible. How can you be led by the Spirit of God? You can know how to follow God by knowing what he's like. And how do we know what he's like? The Bible tells us that Jesus is the Word made flesh. We need to read the Word of God. If you want to hear from God, this is what somebody said, if you want to hear from God, open up your Bible and read it out loud. You need a message? Open up the Word of God and start reading it out loud. That is a message that you can receive. If you need direction, open up the Bible and start reading it out loud. For you to know what God wants you to do specifically, you first have to know what He wants you to do in general. So let me say it to you this way. Can you be in Bethlehem without first being in Pennsylvania? No. So for you to fulfill something very specific, you know, if you want to ask God, um, hey God, I want to know, should I have a child with this man? That, that's for the women. And then men, should I have a child with this woman? I just want to make sure that's clear. Um, you, you could ask that question, but in his word he says not to be yoked with an unbeliever. So then if you find out this person is not a believer, um, you're not going to get married. To, you shouldn't get married to them. So you can ask a very specific, specific question. God, is this person the one for me? Are they a believer? That don't even worry about it. If they're not, you shouldn't be um, unequally yoked with somebody. And so that is um, 
a fairly common example that I can give you because we work with teenagers. Amen. Everybody say amen. amen. If you've ever had a teenager who was interested in somebody and they just needed to be told to chill out. Chill out. The word of God, at the very least, will point you in the right direction. Sometimes we get so caught up. Uh, I know college students so caught up on, you know, what's supposed to be my major? What am I supposed to major in? Um, sometimes we get caught up in exactly what neighborhood do I want to live in or what position should I be taking at my job? Or we get caught up asking God about very specific things and yet we haven't fulfilled his general will for our lives because we don't know what the word of God says. So we might be saying, Father, do you want me to go to school to be in ministry or do you want me to do this? And God's saying, listen, I, I want you to be somebody who shares the gospel whether you're a minister or not. Whether you are in uh, business or you're in ministry school, you are a minister of the gospel. Amen? And so that's how the word of God can teach us his general will, how to, how to be led by his spirit, by just reading his word. If you know the word, there will be very few things that you have to wonder about. So if you know the word, there's going to be very few things that you have to be like, I wonder what God would want me to do in this situation. Sometimes there are things that we just don't know what to do. Have you been there? Yes. Um, but when you know the word of God, there's very few things that you have to wonder about. And I know that we don't get saved and automatically know the whole word of God. Like, I was 13 or 12 when I, got, when I gave my heart to the Lord. And I, this wasn't automatically just in here. It wasn't here. But where was it? The Bible says that we are born again when we give our hearts to him. And that we can know all things. We have the mind of Christ. So in our spirit, you can know all things. So how can I be led by the spirit? We can listen. That's number two. That's the L. I already said R. We got to read the word. And L is to listen. The spirit and the word agree. So the Holy Spirit will speak to you and tell you which way to go, to the right or to the left. And it's going to agree with the Word of God. What I think is so awesome about God, and you can tell me if, that, if you've experienced this for yourself. It's so awesome that when I first gave my heart to Jesus, I didn't grow up in church. And so Rose was in my youth group. She knows I didn't grow up in church. Thank God. I got her in trouble a couple times. So sorry about what I said in Spanish and said that you taught me. I'm so sorry. Said it to the Spanish pastor. It didn't go well for her. Um, but that's all under the blood. Thank God. <laughs> that's uh, forgetting the former things. Um, but I thank God that he spoke to me through his Holy Spirit because there were things that I felt like were wrong or that I needed to do, and I didn't know it was in the Word yet. And so there was a day that I don't know, I was listening to Nickelback, and there used to be these things, they were called CDs, compact discs, and they were round, they had a hole in the middle, and you guys wouldn't know what they are, but you put them in a CD player, and it would play the music, so it was like a physical thing. Um, so I went home after feeling like I heard this from the Holy Spirit, and I broke every single one of my Evanescence CDs and Nickelback CDs and all the stuff that I felt like didn't do something good for me. Like, I felt bad when I listened to them. And sure enough, I find out later that what goes into you is not good for you. That's how things go in. 
But I didn't know that. I was a brand new believer, but I knew it. I didn't know it in my head, but I knew it in my spirit. Everybody say, thank God for the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and turn to John chapter 14, verse 26. John 14, verse 26. Nope. I always do this. Oh, yeah, sorry. I was on 13. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I have told you. The Holy Spirit will teach you everything and will remind you everything that he taught us. So how do we get reminded of the word? The Holy Spirit, how can the Holy Spirit remind you of something that you don't yet know? He can't, so you've got to know it. But he also says that the Holy Spirit's going to teach us. Isn't that awesome? He's our teacher. Even if you haven't gotten to it yet in the Bible, he'll show you in your spirit. And then you can find it in the word of God. Because the Spirit and the Word agree. 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. 1 John is one of those really tiny books that you will skip over and end up in Revelation. 1 John chapter 2, verse 27 says this, But you have received the Holy Spirit, and He lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what He teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as He taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. The Holy Spirit will teach us. That is so awesome. Because I can't get all of this in my head. If I could read this in four weeks, once, once I tried the 90-day Bible, the challenge to read the Bible in the 90 days. How many of you guys have ever done the Bible in a year? Well, so one time I tried the Bible in in 90 days, and I read it in 180, so I mean, it was close, Um, and I felt like, man, I know the Word of God so much. Now I'm reading the Bible, and I go, wow, I never read that before. I think, I don't know, I might have read the Bible 13, 14 times by now, and I have no idea. Some of this stuff, I'm like, "Eh, I don't remember that being there, but the stuff that's in there, all of a sudden, I'll be like, man, that confirms what I felt to do. Thank God for his word. It confirms what I knew that I was supposed to do in my spirit. And that's, it's just incredible how God can speak to us and how God can help us. John chapter 10, verse 27. We're going to do Bible gymnastics tonight. John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Everybody say listen. Listen. We've got to listen for the Holy Spirit. Uh, Kids, you guys know the voice of your mom or your dad. You know when they're calling you. You even know what the tone of their voice means. You know whether you're in trouble or whether you're about to get a reward. Parents, you know the sound of your child's cry. You, if you heard a child crying right now, you would know if it was yours. 
It doesn't matter. If you heard the kid all the way down the hall because they didn't get their snack or whatever, you would know immediately who that person is. We can know God in a way that you absolutely know that he's talking to you. That you absolutely know that it's him who's speaking right now. And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, incline your ear to him. It's kind of like when somebody's speaking to you and you're like, what? Hmm? What did you say? Incline your ear to him. We have to be that type of people that we listen and we listen for what the Holy Spirit is saying. That means we've got to pause sometimes. Sometimes we can miss things because we're so busy about our own lives that we forget that we're supposed to stop and be about his business. I'm supposed to be about my father's business. And Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. I only say what I hear my father saying. Well, how did he know what he was doing? And how did he um, say what he was saying? How did he know those things? Because he spent time with him. Because he paused long enough to actually listen. And that's what we try to do in some of our services here at Central on, on Sunday mornings. Um, we try to do it in the youth group as well. Is we try to stop and just listen. What is the Spirit of God saying? Sometimes we want an expedited answer. We want something microwave, like answer me now. I would like to know the answer to my question now. Um, but just listen. He'll answer you. He has an answer for you. And just listen. Sometimes it doesn't come immediately, but he's always doing something. Amen? Amen. He doesn't ever stop working. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to do something opposite to what the Word says. I think that this is important. The Spirit of God will never lead you to do something that is against what's in the Word. The Spirit of God and the Word of God, they agree. You can live listening to the Holy Spirit by walking in the Spirit and staying in the Word. But just because something feels right doesn't always mean that it's right. So we can't go by feelings. So when I say listen for the Holy Spirit, I'm not saying listen to what you feel. Because that could get dangerous fast. Um, Eve said, that fruit, it looks beautiful. And it looks like it's delicious. So it looked good, it smelled good, maybe it even tasted good. The Bible says that sin is pleasurable for a season. So even sin can look good, smell good, taste good, but is it good? No. No. Amen. Praise the Lord. Raising the children upright. You can't go by what you feel. Because sometimes we're not walking in the Spirit. Sometimes we're living according to our desires. Even Jesus prayed, not my will, God, but your will be done. That means that he knew... His will at that moment was not the same as the Father's will. And sometimes our desires, they don't match up with God's desires. Right? Sometimes they don't match up with God's desires. Sometimes what we want doesn't always match up with what He wants. Sometimes our plan for our lives is a little bit different from His plan for our lives. And that's why it's, we've got to be careful about just going by what we feel because what we feel is not always right because we're not always living and walking according to the Spirit. Sometimes we're walking according to the flesh and we might go, well, I feel peace about that, that decision. 
I feel peace about the decision. Do you feel peace or do you feel comfortable? Do you feel peace or are you complacent? If you're walking by the flesh, if you're fulfilling your own desires, you can feel peace about a lot of things that are no good for you. You can be deceived by the enemy of your souls. We need to be walking by the Spirit. We need to be listening for the Spirit of God. And if you are, not, are ever not sure, this is what you go to. This is what you can listen to. This is what you can look for. What does the Bible say? I've heard so many stories of people going, well, I feel peace about moving in with my boyfriend, or I feel peace about moving in with my girlfriend. You feel that way because sometimes you can be dulled to God. Your conscience, the Bible says, can become seared. If you don't listen to God, your conscience can become seared. And that doesn't mean that there's no hope for you ever. You're lost forever. No, just repent and come back to God and change your ways. He's so merciful. He's so gracious. He's so willing to forgive and transform us. But we've got to let ourselves be transformed by the renewing of our minds through the washing of the word. Amen? Amen. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. I'm going to skip 